In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tonight we end our Christmastide celebrations and enter into the next season in the cycle of the liturgical year. We have come to the Epiphany, or as the longer title for today says in our prayer book, the manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. While we sometimes are beguiled by the short narrative of the Magi, as we heard read a few moments ago, and are then tempted to perhaps stay there, we might miss what part of the significance of today and of this season of Epiphany as well as the greater meaning for the church is of this day. The story goes like this. Some magi, or today we might call them astrologers, or perhaps even magicians, have been watching the night sky in their countries to the east. We need to remember that to the Jewish east were the lands of Persia, India, China, and many other countries that we might consider exotic. And they were just as foreign and exotic in their own day as they are in ours. And this is the first clue that we need to recognize to help us unravel this story as something that is more than just meets the eye. Now, we typically sing hymns on this day about three kings or three magi who travel from these eastern lands. But the truth is, we don't know how many people actually came. The number of kings, three, comes from the number of gifts, the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There could have been three or thirty or three hundred. And if these magi were truly royal, then you can imagine the retinue of servants, camel drivers, perhaps even other scholars and night watchers who accompanied them across the desert. So consider for a moment that in these ancient times, a group of scholars, a group of astronomers, a group of people from a foreign country travel to Palestine just because a star, or perhaps a conjunction of stars and planets in the sky, happened to signify the birth of a king. And simply based on this star or this conjunction, these men traveled hundreds of miles with their entire court and household to Israel, to Jerusalem, and eventually to the house where Joseph, Mary, and the babe were staying. We would be rather remiss to not recognize this in itself as an act of faith, as an act of people who are seeking for the answers to the questions that truly trouble them. The way the story is told in the Bible And then, of course, because of our Christmas pageants and plays, we sometimes envision a very busy night in Bethlehem with shepherds and the wise men all entering a small barn. But more than likely, these kings came not on that night, but later. Some think that even 
It could be as perhaps as two years later to bring their gifts to the king of kings. I mentioned just a moment ago that this journey was an act of faith, but if they did arrive significantly later, then that means that this is an act of very devoted and very strong faith indeed. So why does it matter that some men came from a far and distant land to worship and pay homage to our Lord and Savior? First, there was a prophecy that is found in our psalm for today. All kings shall bow down before him. All nations shall do him service. Psalm 72 is one of the great messianic psalms, a song written full of hope of what a true king and heir of David would look like. And among the attributes given to this king is that the nations of the world would recognize this particular king, this particular Messiah, and that this Messiah would restore not only justice and peace, but honor and glory to Israel. Secondly, these Magi are not Jewish. They are not part of the nation of Israel. And notice that they go to Herod and ask him about this king, which then, after they do not return to him, sends Herod into a rage and spite. But these magi, not being Jewish, fulfill all of the prophecies of the, New, of the Old Testament about these other nations beginning to look for the Messiah, the other nations who begin to look for this Jewish Messiah, the king of the world, for their salvation. These Gentiles are among the first to come, or perhaps better said, are among the first who are drawn into the Messiah's gaze by virtue of their un-Jewishness. And they, exactly like many of us are, are not part of the Abrahamic covenant by birth and hereditary. Uh, or heredity, but now are part of that covenant by faith and understanding. They recognize that Jesus is the light to enlighten the Gentiles and to be the glory of his people, Israel. That's the message of the Magi. Jesus is the king. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is he whom we can dedicate our very lives and find him ready to accept what gifts we can offer. It is this Jesus, this same God in man incarnate, that they worship, who draws all of us into his gaze to welcome us into a life of comfort, peace, and joy that only he can supply. 
While each one of us did not come today with gold, frankincense, and myrrh to offer to the Christ child, we come with our own gifts, our own offerings to lay at his feet. In our Eucharistic prayer this evening, we will pray that God will accept our own sacrifice whereby we offer and present ourselves, our souls and bodies, to be of service to him. This evening, we are invited to this altar with the prayer in our heart of asking, what, what can I give him? Poor as I am. And the answer of the faithful is the most simple. Give him my heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.